Welcome to Resolutions, a podcast about dispute resolution and prevention. This podcast is a project for the American Bar Association section of dispute resolution to increase the avenues we can connect. The host is an interlocutor engaged in conversations with members of the dispute resolution community about topics of interest in the field. My name is Juliana Rigato Dashpikarski and I'm your host this week. Today, I'm sitting with Ms. Ashley Kendrick and Sunita Blount to discuss the meaning of belonging in this dispute resolution profession. We will discuss questions as, what does belonging mean to you as a neutral practitioner? Where do you believe you belong in your career path and how long took you to achieve it? Welcome, Ms. Ashley Kendrick, Ms. Ashley Kendrick is a general practice attorney with more than 15 years of experience as a case manager and real estate broker, trained in alternative dispute resolution and mediation from the University of California, Berkeley. She is the owner of a membership for professional women called Balance Her Hustle. At balanceherhustle.com, you can find out more about her on LinkedIn or Instagram at Miss Ashley Squire. Sunita Blount is a sport entertainment and business attorney trained in, this, in alternative dispute resolution through mediator training program at Atlanta's John Marshall Law School. She's from Chicago, Illinois, but now calls Atlanta, Georgia home. Attorney Blount is a proud member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority, Inc., Vice Chair of Events for Women in Music Atlanta, Black Sport Professionals Atlanta member, Bisla Young Lawyers Division, and a public speaker. Welcome, welcome, ladies. How are you today? And if you would like to add something else? to do your introduction, please feel free to do it. Well, I... Go ahead, Samita. Oh, uh, hi. How are you ladies doing today? And no, I think you uh, pretty much sounded everything for my introduction. Um, and I am happy to be here and to discuss um, these topics with you guys. Beautiful. And Juliana, thank you so much for a warm introduction. And thank you for allowing me to be a guest on your show. And I would say the same. You did a great job of highlighting um, some key points in our career. And thank you. It's my privilege. So let's do it. So the ne next question is, what does belonging mean to you as a neutral practitioner? I guess I'll go ahead and start. Um, belonging for me um, is a positive interaction. Um, you know, it's a feeling of being happy, being comfortable, being included. You know, it's, it also includes sincere um, interpersonal connections, you know, um, avoid negative exchanges and negative experiences, something comfortable, something that also has a feeling of welcome, um, supported. Um, and then when I thought about it, also feeling known. And I felt like that was a, a big key word of, of belonging, of feeling known. Um, and I know we'll probably dive more into um, unrattling and unwrapping what that means, but feeling known um, is, is probably the, the key point that, that helps define belonging, belonging for me. 
So what, what I'm, I'm, I'm listening is, is under your point of view is also a mental state, correct? And what do you think about uh, Sunita? I, for me, belonging means, I feel like it means to me that I'm a part of this based on my knowledge and skill set. And those are the only things that should matter when assessing my qualifications to be a neutral and not being judged on any other surface of criteria. And this, this, this judgment, for example, like uh, from where do you believe come from? From the other peers, from the, the client, from, for example, from the roster, uh, which we take in consideration, um, is is ongoing effort for the roasters they they be more diverse inclusive and also offer equity and belonging to the dispute resolution professionals what do you i actually think it's all of the above that you mentioned um and like you said about the um the roster as far as being um, diverse and um, having uh equity inclusion I think that's a good point that you bring up because I see a lot of my peers uh, have had to venture out on their own um, and either uh, add on mediation to their practice or uh, work for a uh, private mediation company or um, start their own mediation uh, practice separate from their own law practice. And so I feel like the judgment is from all of the above. We're a lot of the times judged based on our, based on stereotypical factors instead of our knowledge and skill set and ability to complete the job. I hear you. Yes. And what do you think, Ms. Ashley? Um, I would say, um, you know, as far as mediation and, and feeling uh belonging as a as a practitioner um I was you know when I thought about it I think it's twofold and I'll and I'll explain to you how I think as a as a as a mediator as a practitioner and feeling belong you know feeling the sense of belonging um I think what's important is when I mentioned known is to identify the differences but respect the differences oh. right and embrace the differences and not make the differences um not you know not setting the standard on what you feel the majority is but understanding that the differences in feeling um of belonging also um includes it, it also embraces the differences as individuals so as a practitioner you know within the community of other mediators and the and the media in the ADR uh, community just understanding too you know as a practitioner that maybe comes from a diverse background we bring a unique uh, voice, a unique experience, uh, not only within the community and the industry, but also for our clients as well. Um, and as equal, as as important as it is for us to feel the sense of belonging, of course, we all know as mediators, it's our job to bring the sense of belonging um, for our clients. And so, you know, when they select a mediator, um, a lot of the times, you know, it's based off of who you feel can identify um, you can identify with as individuals, right, together. Um, and who do you think will be the best person for the job based off of their experience? And so even for a um, for our clients, you know, it's important that they feel that sense of belonging and understanding that they're going to be understood and heard because we all share something in common. And sometimes it might be 
we all, you know, are from the same area, or maybe we're all from, um, or maybe we all share a similar background, maybe we all share the same ethnicity or nationality. So I think all those are key points uh, in talking about belonging. And for me, as I said before, the word is feeling known. Um, and I, and when yes. you feel known, you could also you feel more valued because you felt heard. So that's that's my two cents. Yeah, that that's interesting because sometimes to to acknowledge a, a word and uh, feel known, we we need experience. And um, as a mentor uh, for the, the topics that uh, involving diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. Uh, I always had a hard time to explain my mentees what means belonging until I really feel the belonging and, and, and experience that, that known uh, that uh, we are speaking here. And that leads to our, the, our next question, uh, that where do you believe you belong in your career path and how long took you to achieve it? it? To achieve it, volunteers, hand your uh, raise your hands, like in the school. <laughs> uh, I'll go first, um, since Miss uh, <laughs> Ashley went first. The first, um, for the first question. Um, I think I'm right where I am in my path because my path is mine individually, um, and it's it's taken me a while. Although I'm still considered a newer attorney um, and practitioner. Uh, it, it still has been a journey for me since graduating law school because I came out of law school, uh, well, during a downturn in, in the economy, but I feel like it's always a downturn in the economy since I've been to some millennial. Right. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, so it, it's just, it's been an up and down journey and it's still continuing. Um, I, I feel like this is just one part of the journey um and you know I don't this, this is not a st stopping point for me um this is just a piece of where I'm at you know and being in this career whether you're a neutral or a practicing attorney or both you know it isn't for the weak um or thin skin because you are going to get a lot of no's you're going to get a lot of rejections you're going to get a lot of uh, pushback you're not going to get promoted you're not going to get recognized a lot um, and you have to realize that some of those things or those superficial things do not actually define who you are it doesn't mean that you aren't doing your best or at your best so um, it, it, it took a while for me to realize that and to know that I'm only in competition with myself, meaning I'm continuously daily pushing myself to be better and be a better version of myself. Oh yeah, it's like it's like a, a take a, taking a test or a, a marathon, and sometimes you don't realize. It. And so, um, not only the legal career, because we, we three lawyers here speaking, um, but uh, any career or even in and during our student journey, uh, it's, uh, we compete against ourselves. It's not against the, the next person there that uh, sounds that prepare better than me for this test. 
<laughs> mm-hmm. or looks that he he or she um, uh, has a, a, a internship or a job opportunity or even a summer camp uh, more prestigious than mine. It, it's of course uh, uh, there are opportunities for specific moments and and background as as mentioned before here background and where we come from is also add to that but that's an interesting point uh, about uh, um, the process what I hear is that the process the the belonging is is is, is the process too um, and Ms. Ashley you know join us. right so I would agree I think belonging you 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 get the balance of belonging um and assurance in yourself during the process of like understanding your purpose and where you're going with your career and your life and what are your missions and what are your causes and so I would absolutely agree that um it's the process um that helps that helps define that and helps develops that in our in our lives individually because I know that has definitely been my story um and then as far as as far as my career, as it relates to ADR, um, ADR has become a part of my practice um, in a sense, okay, if you need uh, ADR mediation services, you know, of course it's available, but it's also um, a skill that I've developed that you use that just helps uh, alleviate, release, relieve conflict um, in everyday life, right? Uh, de- and most definitely in my practice. So, you know, there's things that we that we use and that we apply, you know, um, to make people feel more, um, to make people feel more comfortable and more satisfied with the outcome. And so like, those are the things that I've learned through uh, mediation and ADR that I just apply to everyday law practice, no matter uh, what area of law as a general general practitioner, but then also um, in my daily life as well, um, and feeling belong, you know, and to help bring the balance um, in my life, um, you know, to make sure that it's a win win, and also understanding both perspectives and evaluating what's the best solution um, for both parties. But um, as far as so that's how ADR has affected my life and my experience as a mediator in my practice. I use it every day, whether I'm sitting down in a caucus or a mediation setting or not. Um, and how long did it take to achieve? I, I think it's a I think it's an ongoing, ongoing, never ending, fluid uh, process. I think every single day. I think we're still striving for to understand more of what our purpose is how can we better achieve our purpose um with the short amount of time what shortcuts can we take are there shortcuts do you gotta do you have to take the long way so I think it's a lifelong process but I will say that um especially to the audience who's listening I think it's constant pivots that we have to do and I think that's that's the win that that's where you win in your career when you have the ability to change and pivot um you know you have your focus and and sometimes your purpose and your focus may change during the process but but when you have the ability to pivot and just take life as it comes I think that has been a key thing that I've learned that has allowed me to um to succeed and then also having patience to wait on um 
the balance or victory or the win or whatever it is that you're waiting on, having the patience to know that it's not a right now thing. And sometimes it may take um, longer than you expect, but if you're diligent at it and you're moving with purpose, you're moving with, uh, you know, you're not just you're not just walking, but you're walking in purpose and you're taking strides that are chips away at the old block. I think that's, that's, that's the process of getting to a sense of belonging, a sense of, of feeling known, a sense of, um, of positive interaction and, and supportiveness. I think, I think that would be my um, take on that. Absolutely. Basically, it's the poker face. Be patient. Press your poker face. Right. <laughs> Trust the process. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and about this, so please share with us a situation, experience, or even case where the lack or presence of belonging impact its outcome and how. Um, I would say the lack of presence of belonging, like, in this, you know, I know I'm, I'm applying this to me and I'm also applying it to my clients, um, my mediation clients as well. You know, I would say that, you know, and the, there's a situation and I'll just share experience. Like I remember uh, being in court and um, we part of mediation we learn is allowing both people to feel a win-win, right? Because they have control of the outcome. And so, um, and in, in understanding that, one of my mentors, who's like a, a great mediator um, in our community and very well respected, but, you know, part of feeling belonging uh, for our clients and including ourselves, um, because we're all human as well, although sometimes, you know, we're in a leadership role and maybe we're directing and guiding these interactions um, and, and leading them in advocacy, um, you know, it's, it's also, it's also a part of feeling heard. Um, so like, I remember in court, um, the plaintiff lost, but, but there was still something that she had to say or had to get out. And I've been in a lot of courtrooms and a lot of judges would have said, you know, you know, the verdict is the verdict. I don't want to hear it, you know, take care, have a nice afternoon, ma'am, you know, or shut her down. I've seen it happen. But yeah. this particular judge, my mentor, um, he stopped and she lost, but and, but she still has something to say. And he gave her the floor for, let's say, two to three minutes. And she just poured out her heart, expressed what she was feeling, you know, and maybe her why of, of pursuing someone and civilly, you know, in, a, in a, a legal case, in a legal matter, you know, just expressed her thought and her feeling. And you know, for some people may have felt like it was a waste of time, you know, here she is just uh, venting to, to, to us, right, in the courtroom, but, but talking to my mentor, I understood it, is that she felt heard at that moment, and, and feeling heard, the verdict may not been in her favor, but she still felt more satisfied with the outcome, because she had those two minutes to express her why, her feelings, um, how it has changed your life. And I think in that, you know, that was a sense of relief and feeling, um, feeling a, a, a belonging, right? Not just kind of pushed in a corner to just accept whatever the outcome is, but she also felt heard. And I think that kind of changed, um, that changed a lot. That changed a lot for her. It definitely changed how I 
started my career. Um, but I think that's a, a, a situation on how, um, you know, how, um, how, you know, has impacted, um, individuals. And of course, in my, in my career, I took that, you know, it's oftentimes it's about feeling heard, um, for my clients, but then also for me, sometimes I just, sometimes I just want to vent. Sometimes I just want to talk. Sometimes I just want you to know how I feel or how I was made to feel, whether it's professionally amongst our colleagues, um, you know, and, and, you know, how something may have been perceived, whether it was their intent or not. I think that's important, um, you know, just to kind of express, hey, you know, I, I received this. And sometimes you realize it's not even their intent, but you feel heard and you feel like you spoke up for yourself in that time. So Yes, absolutely. It's, it's um, empowering, empowering the person and yes. like showing that I, you, I see you. Yeah. And, and Sunita? I would say it's a case, it would be, I, mine is a case as well. Um, and it's kind of stuck with me because it bothered me because I felt like even with all the evidence we had from my clients who were the um, defendants, I felt like we did not get the proper justice because it was in a courtroom in a county where I felt like the opposing counsel frequented that county in that courtroom and was, I guess, how I want to say, basically more known by that in that judicial circuit. And it was apparent by some of the correspondence and the way we were communicated with in the way the actual hearing went it just made me feel like I even tried to file like an MFR and appeal because I just really felt bad for my clients because it was clear that the plaintiff had you know scammed them out of their money and it, it just for them to get no recourse and I just felt honestly I still do feel to this day that it was due to that opposing counsel, I guess you could say, belonging for um, being a part of that particular county in courtroom as far as, you know, actually knowing the staff, the judge, the judge's clerk, et cetera. But, um, I, I, I hear uh, the environment too counts, correct? Not yes, so, the environment, not uh, the process and the environment. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, you know, I, I didn't, well, I don't practice litigation anymore, but that was when I did. And some people have an actual, you know, county where they live or where they, counties where they frequent. So they, they know the staff, the judge. Like I've gone into um, courtrooms all the time and the judge would be like, hey, such and such. Or, our hey, how are you? I'll let you go first. I know you got to go to et cetera, et cetera. Like they have a relationship because they frequent things so often, you know, as a litigator. Um, which is one of the reasons why I, that's a whole other story, but why I don't practice litigation anymore. Why? That's, sorry, could you repeat again? Why? I said that's one of the reasons I don't practice litigation anymore, but that's a whole other story <laughs> for <laughs> so another day. So that that's another 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 we we 
I, I say another bar conversation, you know, when yeah. you have a table and all the the, the refreshments, <laughs> the bar conversation, whole... why and how you came to the ADR profession. And now a word from our partners. Next Level Mediation Software is a mediator's best tool for advancing their online dispute resolution practice. It takes into account the psychological attitudes of the disputing parties and helps mediators find the key priorities to negotiate. Based on decision science and an easy-to-use interface, the Next Level Mediation Platform can handle the most complex disputes. Register today at nextlevelmediation.com for your complimentary 30-day trial of the subscription service and enter the code A, B, A, discount, 20 for a 20% discount. But about that, what is your advice for those looking to experience the feeling of belonging in the ADR practices? or their career, career, generally speaking? Um, I'll go since um, Sunita just finished. Um, so I would say, generally speaking, I think we have to realize, you know, although sometimes we are the leaders in these conversations, right, we're the neutral. Um, I think it's important to know for our clients that, you know, put our put ourselves and our clients in a human, understand that we're all human, you know, we're human, we're human beings and we have similar feelings. And so a lot of times you put yourself in their shoes and, and understand where they're coming from and, and why they may, what their reasons are for um, the dispute that they may, that they may be experiencing as humans and just understand that um, neutrally. Um, I think that that's, one of the first things is to under to put yourself in their shoes, and 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 when you're a neutral, you have to do that for both parties so that it's fair, right? This is how he may be experiencing, or this is what what he may be experiencing, and then you know, as as mediators of 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 of, of color, of women of color, we bring that extra um, that extra experience and understanding that's unique that some of our male counterparts will never understand. And so use that to our advantage, our experiences in life, the things that we've experienced, the things that, that we've gone through, the things that we know that works, the things that we know that fails, the things that we understand about our culture as uh, women of color, right? Of black, as black women or just as women, use all that to your advantage because that is your advantage. A lot of times when you're selected as a mediator, that's the reason why, because you relate to the parties and they feel like you're the best person to manage this uh, this dispute, and so use that to your advantage um, and, and your and your understanding for to make sure that your clients feel known and heard because of you know maybe you share something similar. Um, and so that will be something that I would say that's important in developing your practice. Um, and as you know, one of the things too, a lot of times mediations is selected you know, by a bio or by referral, like all the things that makes you unique that stands out. Maybe you're part of an organization that's unique for women, or maybe you're part of an organization that's unique to your nationality. Maybe you're from uh, uh, um, the continent of Africa, like make sure you list that because that's how people identify with you and select you as the best person for the job. And that's what everyone's looking for. The best person to help 
settle this dispute. So that's general advice for practice. But I'd also say um, in the media, in the ADR industry field, um, is feeling belonging, is feeling the feeling of sense of belonging, um, the same. Stand out for your truth. Understand your truth and who you are, your ethnicity, your background, your culture, your experience, and, and be bold about it. Um, because it's something to be proud about because you stand out. Um, like I said, even in that, I think a lot of times we feel conformed that, like confined, that we have to confine and, and align with the masses. And that's not it. I think, like I, I was saying earlier, people, people hire and they, they're, they're, um, they attach to and, and, and they affiliate people that they identify with. So whatever that is, even in ADR um, within the industry, whatever your truth is and whatever your reality is, own it and be exactly your, be your full authentic self um, in your industry. And it's not about who accepts you or, um, um, you know, um, it's not about, you know, part of this conversation is diversity, equity, conclusion, but it's also belonging. Mm -hmm. And so it's not about, you know, you see diversity. So you see, you walk into a room and, you know, there's diversity, there's a mix of it's co-ed men and women, women, people of different nationalities, people of different ethnicities. Um, so that's the diversity. Um, um, and then, you know, you talked about um, inclusion, right? So just being included in the conversation, but feeling belonging is feeling like your voice is actually being heard and actually valued um, and feeling known. So I would, and I would, I would lead with that. Um, and I'm going to stop there, but owning your truth, owning your reality, um, and not and being proud about it because that's exactly who you are, and realizing that it's not about pleasing the masses. It's not a, in the in in your industry um, or even amongst your clients. It's about finding what your niche is, finding who you are, and and just going hard in that and and moving forward in that. Absolutely, I would like to add something about that. Yes, um, because um, we are here. Um, Today, I'm your host, and you have two amazing guest speakers. And we have three ladies, three Black ladies from uh, different uh, nationalities, um, different um, faith. Beside the, if I may, may I add, so uh, two Black Jewish ladies, and we combine together here in, in ADR. And to show that we can speak about diversity, inclusion, and, and belonging and equity, and the way that the, our, our um, background, our, our, what makes us connect is, is what makes us empo um, powerful and, and more capable to add to the ADR field. Is, uh, this is my personal point of view, but I really uh, um, appreciate um, um, the the contribution and uh, both of you thoughts and time to speak about that because sometimes when you speak about um, um, belonging, we only think about uh, race or culture or religion and and or um, specific law school. Uh, specific, um, and, um, for example, field inside another field. But the beautiful is that we have uh, um, um, 
our experience and to come together say yeah find your peers um, um oh, what i hear um is actually honor who you are find your peers um and and that bring we we met together in in a, in a, in a group at bisla uh, and now i invite sunita for the our final advice so i feel like um it's okay if you have a feeling of not belonging because sometimes not belonging brings out a better version of yourself and it makes you unique yeah. but also i want people to trust that feeling because if you feel as though you don't have any connection or you aren't being embraced by your colleagues or your superiors or your clients either carve your own way or find another niche because life's too short to stay somewhere and just to feel unhappy or you don't and just because you might have always wanted to be in a particular professional career it just may not um work out all the time you may have to go down a path that you didn't think you would have to go i want to say sunita i think i think you hit on a uh, uh, you dropped a gem and i just want to elaborate on it a little bit more um because i think it's true um as it relates to you know, sometimes we learn that rejection is redirection. And so sometimes if you may not feel that sense of belonging, maybe it's not your, maybe it's not aligned with your purpose. And and I, I think that's basically which that's exactly what you said. And I think it's true. Maybe you need to think about what other opportunities may be available for you or to you. And maybe it's just not aligned with your purpose. Now, and of course, you know, that's not every one situation or that's not relevant to everyone. And sometimes you have to, you know, work at it a little harder, but I think that's a good point. Cause I think sometimes we're in spaces that we're staying too long and it's not meant for us. Yes. And that Sunita is very interesting because sometimes we, we believe that we, we, we are unable to, to deliver the best, the best um, service or we, we we believe we don't we're not uh, we don't we are not a good fit for a position or for a case why because we don't feel that belonging and i, I appreciate that you you bring that that it's okay it's okay that make us unique so because i don't belong here i i can add my my outsider point of view and that what make that process that case that roster um even more special and more inclusive too because we we know we have who belong who don't belong but we are here to teamwork for the best for our client or for our association and and that's that's amazing so um i really appreciate thank you so much ladies it was my privilege my privilege i have no no words to to express how special and grateful i feel to have in your time to share about your background experience and thoughts in our field that is dispute resolution thank you for listening to resolutions a podcast about dispute resolution and prevention. If you enjoyed the episode, 
and you'd like to help support our podcast, please share it with others, subscribe or leave a rating and review. To stay up to date with all the latest info on dispute resolution, follow the ABA section of dispute resolution on LinkedIn. Follow the ABA of dispute resolution on LinkedIn. Follow the ABA section of dispute resolution on LinkedIn and Twitter. Or for more information on other ABA dispute resolution programs and publications, including upcoming events, visit www.americanbar.org slash dispute. Thank you and we'll see you next time.